2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on
3: subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs with a Miller Lite in hand. Grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time to get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLight.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly Miller brewing company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces.
1: You are listening to the Dan Patrick show on Fox sports radio.
3: I uh, hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Final hour coming up. We'll talk to Brian Kelly, Notre Dame head coach. We'll bring back an interview we did six years ago with the late Alex Trebek, who passed away yesterday at the age of 90. Fritzy sent me a tweet from uh, Jennifer Lommers from Extra TV, from the executive producer of Jeopardy. Alex Trebek wanted to spend his last day on Earth next to his wife on their swing, and that's exactly what he did, passing away at the age of 80. This program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Mercedes-AMG, do you suffer from lead foot? Do goosebumps appear for no reason? Stop living with uninspired performance? Visit MBUSA.com AMG. Find out if a Mercedes-AMG coupe, sedan, or SUV is right for you. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. More of your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. We'll have that for you coming up head coach of the Fighting Irish and Notre Dame with the double overtime win against Clemson. Next up will be Boston College on Saturday at Boston College. Coach, congratulations. Have you looked at the game film?
4: Oh, yeah. Broke that down yesterday, Dan. We uh, were already on to uh, BC to uh, steal a Bill Belichick line.
3: How long did it take you to pronounce DJ Uyunglele's name? Still haven't got to the uh, gooey <laughs> part. <laughs> you just called him DJ or that number five?
4: That really, really good quarterback. Uh I told Davo, I said, I'd like to have your problems. <laughs> to have both those quarterbacks. I don't know how they get any better with either one of them. I mean, they're just two outstanding
3: quarterbacks. How do you prepare differently? Or did you prepare differently?
4: You know, the system of offense kind of, you know, is what it is. I mean, they've been running the same whether. Deshaun Watson was the quarterback or, um, you know, Trevor or, or DJ, um, you know, you're really defending the system and then the player makes it, you know, obviously go and, and both of them are just
3: outstanding players. I didn't know if you picked your poison with Travis Etienne, it's either I'm going to let him be a runner or I'm going to let him be a pass receiver. What was the, uh, the defensive philosophy?
4: Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, you can't, you know, you're really in a position where matching him up one-on-one with your linebacker is not a good matchup. So we had to keep a safety in a position where he could get some help over the top as well. So, you know, obviously you could tell by our game plan, you know, Travis Etienne was, was a guy that we were focused on. Uh, They have other weapons that uh, certainly hurt us uh, and, and, that that's really the nature of playing the number one team in the country. They have more ways to beat you than just uh, just one guy. But uh, we felt like Travis Etienne Dan was the guy that we really had to focus on
3: the uh, late fumble by Ian book. And I don't know, as a coach, do you need to say something? Is it sometimes better to not say something to the player who just coughed up the football?
4: You know, his, his resume, you know, does not get the kind of scrutiny that it should. He leads us to so many late comebacks and wins, you know, as somebody that's 27, three as a starter, you have to win a lot of games late. And so I thought it was appropriate at that time to go up and say, Hey, you're going to win a game for us here. Uh, We're going to need you uh, to do that again. And so I just thought the timing was appropriate to give him some positive reinforcement at that time. And, um, you know, again, he did what he's done so many times for us. He he led a uh, a ninety-one yard drive uh, with under two minutes in the game, um, you know, to get the you know the tie.
3: Replay is killing the game, Coach.
4: And- oh, tell me about it. You you're preaching to the choir. Well, how did we get here? Uh, th- this would be a long interview if we really wanted to get into it. Um, I I think we have really overanalyzed the game to the extent that, um, you know, everybody wants to be perfect. And, and it, there's nothing perfect about any sport. It, it still has that, that element of uh, you're going to miss a couple here and there. You just hope you don't miss them big. And I think we're trying to be perfect and you can't be perfect in the game. And perfection is slowing this game down to a point where it is absolutely brutal.
3: If I said to the coaches, you vote, you can have replay or no replay?
4: Uh, I would say, can we just have replay on scoring plays, you know, where where they can be absolutely, uh, you know, game changers. But to, to be nitpicking every mm. single play is just – Look, there, there were so many stoppages in that game. I felt bad for the, the, the poor kids kicking the extra points in overtime. I mean, I could hear myself breathing in overtime. <laughs> There's nobody in the stands, and, and those kids are kicking extra points, and they're stopping the game for four minutes to, to replay again and again and again. It was, uh, it's got to change. It, it, was, it was unfortunate.
3: Okay, the fans come on the field. Now, where were all those fans during the game? Are those all in they the were, stands or are those on campus? Yeah, yeah.
4: no, they were. In, no, no, they were. in the, No, they, 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 <laughs> we're not that good. Um, no, they were the fans in the stands. Okay. And, and look, our, our job, obviously, in that situation is to do the best we can to keep them from going on the field. You know, we protected, um, you know, Clemson. I had alluded to my team that uh, when we win this game, that they're going to. Like most fans throughout the country, they're gonna they're gonna come onto the field. It was their last home game because we closed down school next week. It was really their last home game because they won't be here for the December fifth game against Stanford, uh, uh, Syracuse. Excuse me. So they took the opportunity to come on the field, and uh, you know we did the best we could under those circumstances.
3: Yeah, it reminded me of Justin Turner in the World Series that emotion overtakes common sense.
4: Yeah, I look again, uh, would we have liked it to have been different? Yes. All those students were tested uh, earlier in the week uh, for covid. Um, You know, again, it's hard to stop students coming over uh, the fence. We don't have all the personnel uh, to to make that a situation where nobody can come over the fence and onto the field. But again, Hopefully we got through it without any uh, ill effects.
3: He's Brian Kelly, Notre Dame head coach, fresh off the win over Clemson at BC coming up next Saturday. When you face Clemson and in your mind, I guess you have to be prepared to face them again in the ACC title game. Do you put everything out there? Like you want to win that you needed to win this game. How much do you reveal of your game plan playbook in a game like that and try to hold something back if you meet them in the ACC title game?
4: Well, Dan, I think it now becomes a game of adjustments, right? It's it's what you did in the game. Uh, and, and what they did defensively. And, and each team now is looking at how are they going to make adjustments? For example, um, you know, what wrinkles will we have in our protection? You know, what are they going to do differently uh, that they did in the red zone against us? So I think this is, in, in, if we do, in fact, play each other, it'll be much more about what adjustments will you make uh, to your game plan uh, more so than anything else in the second matchup, if, in fact, we're lucky enough to get there.
3: Who do you, who does... Trevor Lawrence, remind you of.
4: Oh, man. I mean, you know, he he has the athletic ability to to run like any of the great running quarterbacks um, that that we've seen out there. Um, He's just a hybrid player. He's got great size arm talent. He can look. I mean. I think he's that unique of a player that that he is the number one pick in the draft because he's hard to compare. Like it's easy like when you ask me about other players I can immediately give you a name of a player and say he's like this. Yeah. It's hard to compare him to somebody because he's got great athletic ability but nobody has the length and nobody has you know the similar traits that he has. I just think he's a guy that doesn't come around very long. You know, he very often.
3: reminds me of Andrew Luck.
4: Well, he's got the makeup of an Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew, as you know, was bigger and thicker and stronger, you know, from that standpoint, much more of a pocket guy. Um, You know, I I think Luck is going to be seen in in the NFL as a guy with with great escapability, and they're going to move him around a little bit. You'll see him run as well.
3: You'll always hear this. There's a big win, and then you got next week. And then everybody says, oh, there's going to be a letdown. So how do you tell your kids – don't let down against BC.
4: Yeah. So, you know, what's a letdown? A letdown is not living up to the standards that we have set here for the last four years, right? I mean, so it's been the consistent application of our process. So all of a sudden, we're going to go away from what has been consistent for us. Um, I, I just. You know, our, our guys are too smart for that. They know how to prepare. We'll go back out on the practice field and, and we'll prepare the right way uh, and play a very gritty, tough, well-coached Boston College team. And, look, we know the history. Last time Notre Dame beat a number one team, they played BC and lost. So we get all that. We, we read the newspapers. We, we know the, the history clips. So our guys are cognizant of it. They'll go out, practice hard, and they'll prepare the right way.
3: Coolest thing in your office is what?
4: Um, I have a surfboard on my ceiling. Because, well, who would ever have a surfboard in South Bend? I mean, when when parents come into an office, you got to have something that's a little bit different to talk about. So, if you come in the office of Notre Dame's head coach and you look up and there's a surfboard, you got to say, "Wow, this is a little bit different in South
3: Bend." Well, Lake Michigan can get a little turbulent there, but... uh, Yeah, that's
4: true. But I'm trying to compare. I know Harbaugh doesn't have a
3: surfboard in his office. (laughs) He's got other things to worry about in his office there. All right. (laughs) I'm not touching that. Yeah. Smart. Well done. Uh, Hey, congrats on the win. Good luck against BC. Thank you, coach. All right. Take care, Dan. That's uh, Brian Kelly, Notre Dame head coach at BC coming up. This weekend, they move up from number four to number two. He opened the hardball door. I had to at least, you know, go in. And I go, his demeanor it changes. Um, I'm not going there. Got to go. All right. Uh, best and worst. We uh, we got interrupted because Todd went too long last uh, last hour.
5: So. I apologize.
3: Yes. Uh, Seaton O'Connor, by the way, uh, let me see. Sergio Garcia has tested positive, and he will miss the Masters. He had not missed a major in 21 years. I will sadly miss the Masters this week. The important thing is my family and I are feeling good. We'll come back stronger and give the green jacket a go next April. So that's uh, just in. Seton O'Connor, best and worst of the weekend.
6: My best of the weekend. I'm not sure why this struck me so much. I just think it's a really awesome moment. But the tight end for the Arizona Cardinals, Darryl Daniels. Uh, he was undrafted. He's been in the league four years. He's played on three different teams and scored his first touchdown just yesterday. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's a pretty awesome moment. It's like dream come true kind of thing. Um, my worst of the weekend though, it's Phillip rivers, not for reaching up while you're on your back, but for tripping. While you're running down the field, like just don't even bother, dude. Just don't even try. <laughs> just let everybody, just let them go by and do the little jog like every other quarterback does. But running and stumbling over your own feet is way worse. Paulie, best and worst. Best,
7: I'm also going with the Indiana Hoosiers and their wide receiver Wop Fillior, 11 catches to lead them over the Wolverines. Do you know what Wop Fillior's real name is? The wide receiver for Indiana. Wop Fillior. No, it's Mister. His first name is actually Mister. Mister Elias D'Angelo Fillior, the first. And uh, they named him. The nickname is Whop because growing up he loved Whoppers from Burger King. So a great job by him. Another great name, Bumper Pool, 14 tackles, a linebacker for. <laughs> sorry, you had to wait for it. The Arkansas, my Razorbacks, stand. Oh, back. Yeah. Oh, three and three. Razorbacks being three and three is like uh like they're six and oh. Bumper Pool, the linebacker, 14 tackles to house the Volunteers.
3: But can you call yourself the first?
7: Oh, like, if your name is Elias. Uh, D'Angelo Filior the first it's even cooler
3: but does he have first on his uniform because you I have think like... I made that part up oh you did okay. yeah
7: but it's better for. Okay. bumper pool I don't know if he's a
3: junior I right. like bumper pool yeah bumper pool that's good stuff. anyone
7: think bumper pools is really given
3: name I'm going to say no I'm checking I'm going to say no uh, Dave in Michigan hey Dave best and worst of the weekend
5: hello hey Dave Hey, uh, Dan. Yeah, I'm actually in Indiana, Mishawaka, Indiana. Okay. But uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, um, 5'11", 192. Uh, Best of the weekend, going down to my local Notre Dame bar, watching the Irish win, I think, biggest win since the Holtz era, a uh, lot of frustration with the big games, obviously, for a long time. And I'm I'm thinking this could give us the confidence to actually run the table here. I'm, I'm thinking, great interview with Kelly, by the way, right before now. Uh, go Irish, win the national championship. 88's been too long. Thank you, Dave.
3: I'm trying to think the last big Notre Dame win. Now with Holtz, you know, they obviously they won a national title with Tony Rice as the quarterback, but you know, when when's the last big yes, McLovin?
7: So the Mante teo year, was that before the Final Four? Did they not have to beat somebody to get to that game where they got drubbed by someone?
3: Um must have been. Yeah, but they well. They play the same schedule every year. year At least they did, but they probably, you know, they'd get by USC. I don't know how good USC was that year. Um, but yeah, they they're usually they have their rivalry games, so their their schedule. They're not a lot of flexibility. Yeah, Paul.
7: The season they played Alabama in the national title game, Mm. they beat Pitt in three overtimes. They beat Stanford in overtime. Okay. And they had a bunch of kind of easy ones. They also had USC at USC to finish a season. And they won that one, obviously.
3: Dave in Pennsylvania joins us. Hi, Dave. What's on your mind? Hey, bud. Hey. Six
8: seven one ninety five. Former Bucknell Bison, retired Washington General. Uh, worst of the weekend, obviously, the passing of Alex Trebek. You guys painted such a great picture. He was a guy in our living room every single evening, even when I'm playing hoops uh nerf hoops in the living room with the kids it's just a it's a sad day on a much much lighter note uh, on a happier note best of the weekend uh driving along this weekend it's dark kids are sound asleep in the back my wife is kind of dozing off and out of nowhere it's quiet i just say oh (laughs)
2: and
8: my, my wife works for the mothership and she kind of gave me a sideways glance and uh, I think I startled her and she didn't know what to make. But I think that could be the uh, holiday song of the season, bud.
3: All right. Well, thank you, Dave. Of course, you know Ethan. He does our stats here.
4: Oh, Ethan.
7: Oh, Ethan's stats. Oh, Ethan stats. stats. <laughs> La,
3: uh, Fritzy sent me Notre Dame over USC in 2017, 49-14. That was uh, Sam Darnold was there.
4: Uh, and they were both ranked in the top 15 at the time.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. But you got to win these big games like this, and Notre Dame hasn't been able to win these kind of games. That's why this was so significant. But you win these games, and then you tell your players, don't have a letdown. And they're playing BC at BC, and BC gave Clemson all they could handle at Clemson a couple of weeks ago. We'll take a break. More phone calls coming up, but... He meant that much to me and probably to you as well. Uh, Alex Trebek, an interview we did in August of 2014 where – it was just Alex Trebek, the person, not necessarily Alex Trebek, the game show host. And uh, he joined us in the New York City Man Cave. We'll bring that interview to you coming up next here on the Dan Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeart Radio app by searching FSR. It's, you can't debate it. I would try it. No, you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of
2: sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, the Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime.
3: Found out yesterday Alex Trebek had passed away at the age of 80. I had been in touch with one of his good friends for the last couple of weeks. He gave me a heads up that Alex came in, this was uh, less than two weeks ago, and did his final episode of Jeopardy! Everybody who was there during the filming of it knew that it was his final episode, but uh, they said Alex was Alex, that that's just who he is, who he was, and uh. Great admiration for uh, the man and also the game show host as well. And we thought this would be a great time to bring back the interview we conducted with him back on August 8th of 2014. And I started the interview asking Alex Trebek that if you could host another game show, which would it be?
9: And that would be Hollywood Squares. I hosted a show very similar to Squares once. Uh, It was called uh, Battlestars. Yeah, And instead of squares, we had triangles. Uh, We couldn't uh, come up with the same budget that Hollywood Squares had, so we had only six celebrities instead of nine. But it was an ideal show because you asked a question, and the celebrity gave you a funny answer, and you reacted and laughed.
3: So you got credit for having... A fun show, even though the, the
9: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what a great way to make a living! Hey, you tell a joke and I laugh. <laughs> I, give me the check, please. Thank you very much.
3: When you first started Jeopardy, and you had been part of a lot of game shows, and I don't know what it does to your ego if those game shows don't succeed, and then you get Jeopardy. You,
9: well, I was lucky with some of the other game shows. The first game show I did in the United States was Wizard of Odds in 1973 it was canceled on a Friday and I was disappointed of course and it was replaced the following Monday by a show called High Rollers which I also hosted and later on High Rollers after two and a half years it was cancelled and it was replaced by another show which I hosted so I have the either great honored or <laughs> dubious honor of having replaced myself on three different <laughs> occasions I also have the honor of having hosted three different game shows At one time, classic concentration, Jeopardy, and a show that I tell audiences was one of my favorites, because for the first time in fifty years as a broadcaster, I got to sit down as the host, and that was to tell the truth. Wait, are you? That was fun. You don't you don't sit down on Jeopardy? Well, now I do. Okay. Since I blew out my Achilles tendon a couple of years ago and injured my left foot by dropping a jackhammer on it, uh, and not being able to walk too well and stand. For long periods of time. Why do you
3: have a jackhammer?
9: I was. Uh, we had a water leak at the house, and uh, I finally figured out where it was, and it was under a uh, concrete uh, part of the patio. So I drilled it out and found it. Don't you have people to do this for you? Well, yes, but I like to do things myself. Oh, okay. Right. And unfortunately, um, some mechanical things, ladders in particular have it in for me (laughs) they will abandon me at the weirdest moments and one ladder when I was working on the roof decided it was going to slip out from under me and I hit the brick patio and I lay there for a few moments and you guys were talking about it or at least at least alluding to it earlier as to how bright I am well
5: I'll show you how (laughs) bright I am
9: when I hit that deck I lay there for a moment and I said don't move you're hurt. <laughs>
3: yeah.
9: See, I'm That's, pretty sharp. You are
3: very, very sharp. Yeah. Dude. But are you play
9: Trivial Pursuit? No, I don't. It, I haven't it, in years.
3: Okay, if a game breaks out, you would walk... Like, you're supposed to know everything.
9: Supposed to. Yes. But I'm at that wonderful age now where I can say, I knew that, but I've forgotten it. You see? Yeah. I knew it, but I have forgotten it. How would you do on Jeopardy? Against my peers... Probably very well. But as I tell our audiences, a good 30-year-old would clean my clock any day of the week. They're faster. They can recall the stuff more. They're they're faster on ringing in with the signaling device. So they're going to beat me in that area. I mean, there are days when I have trouble remembering what I had last night. So trying to recall all this arcane information is not easy.
3: Uh, What role does sports play? Has it played on uh, Jeopardy?
9: probably less than it plays in society in general um we tend to we feature it from time to time but not as much as you would encounter in everyday life where people enjoy talking about sports because they have a vested interest they have a favorite team so
3: if i said dream category
9: sports related what would it be oh gosh for my myself yeah um I don't know, NBA basketball maybe, but I'm not as big a sports fan as I used to be. Uh, However, having said that, this year I've suddenly become a baseball fan because of the success of the Dodgers and the Angels, two teams that have come alive. I mean, they're at the very top of uh, their leagues, and they provide exciting entertainment. It's fun to watch, and that's really what sports is all about. But you're a Laker fan too. I I have been a Lakers fan, and I will not abandon them, even though they have fallen on hard times and will probably remain uh, in hard times for a while. Where do you sit
3: at Laker games?
9: I attend one Laker game a year, (laughs) and it is in the Sony seat under the backboard. Oh, so you're not over by Jack Nicholson? No, he's to my right. He would be where the posse is here. And I envy you so much. You have you posse. And you arrive in a helicopter. Yes. I've got and I don't mean this with any disrespect. <laughs> yeah. I've got Johnny Gilbert. You know? I don't even have Vanna. You've got <laughs> you've got four guys and a helicopter. I drive in, there's one similarity between your setup and mine. I drive to work in a Dodge Ram pickup truck. People go out and say, where's your car? They're looking for a Rolls or a Bentley or a <laughs> Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak has a four-door Porsche. When he pulls out of the driveway, it's like a jet taking off. He's got four mufflers. And here I go with my 1500 Dodge Ram, but I've got a Hemi. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. So, I brought you a present, by oh, the way. Did? Oh, you did? Yes. This is a Crayola. And people who attend our tapings when we do Jeopardy say, Alex, What do you keep writing down? I say, I'm not writing anything. I'm crossing off the clues as I read them so that I do not in error read that same clue again. Because as you'll discover when you do Sports Jeopardy, some of your contestants are going to want to jump around the board. They're not going to take the category in order. And if you haven't crossed off the clues, you might very easily read the same clue again. So I want to protect you from that mistake. Wow. That's, that's a that's a very expensive gift. Yes, it. it that's twenty nine cents in California. <laughs> I don't know what it is here. I think it's fourteen fifty in New York. I think you're passing the torch, is what you just did, sports-wise. No, I have one more left. Oh, you Los do. Oh, okay. Yes.
3: okay.
9: <laughs> yeah, the, they look after me. They they give me two a year now. Uh, they you can't hear it either. No, so that, but that was the problem uh, initially. I used to use a sharpie. pen, a sharpie. Yeah, and people say we're picking it up on the microphone. Shh, <laughs> <laughs> shh. So they came up with Crayola. Man, some
3: brilliant people there. Yes. Uh, Has there been an incident in the studio, Sports Jeopardy, like contestant angry or any, any friction in there?
9: Not really. In the early stages, when I was producing the show and looking at all of the incoming mail, we had a contestant who lost and wasn't happy with the decision made by the judges and sent a I think it was a 100 page letter contesting it
3: a manifesto
9: yeah and I wrote him back and I explained the reasons for uh, our judgment call and he wrote back 17 more pages (laughs) and so I never heard from him after that but I talked to Merv Griffin about that once and he said Alex uh, let me tell you how I handle the mail and he picked up a letter and he crumbled it, and he put it in the wastebasket. Well, I never did that because I want to show respect for the viewers. And I, if they take the time to write in, I'm going to take the time to respond. But I don't do the responding. Now we have our, our staff that deal with problems. Hey, I, you guys were wrong. or not. Well, we weren't. So they'll handle but all you, of that. But you do have a uh, kind of a
3: bedside manner when you tell somebody that
9: they're wrong. Well, I want to appear to our viewing audience as a good guy, and I think when you're the host, it behooves you to do that. Um, so, if the... one
3: of my guys made a mistake on a, on an answer,
9: so, oh, sorry. So, <laughs>
3: <laughs> what if you were? You're gonna, such a. There, that's that, see. If you were going to be the mean Alex Trebek, like if if, if you were going to be a different Alex Trebek. And these guys had the wrong answer. How
9: would you respond? Who, like he-
7: who is George Washington?
9: You're not serious. <laughs> really? Did you not get past fourth grade? I like that. Did you not make it to grade six? Do you remember your grade six graduation? You got your driver's license that year.
3: Wow. You remember? Wow. Well, didn't you You, you kind of... Um,
9: didn't you, you just finally got it? <laughs> you <laughs> scored. <Yeah. laughs>
3: Didn't you kind of got um, uh, not prickly, but um, you had a hockey question, and they answered Magic Johnson, and you being a hockey fan and
9: you know, a basketball fan. Yeah, but, so you But the, sometimes the responses, as you indicated uh, in your last segment, the responses are so far out of line that you, it. It's almost begging you to, for the put-down. The only, uh, let's see, <laughs> I'm just trying to recall, the only time that I can recall that I deliberately did a put-down was for Lynn Redgrave in a Celebrity Jeopardy thing, and she was not doing well and said, oh, my signaling de- device is not working very well. And I looked at her and I said, it's not your signaling device. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and to tell you the truth, I regretted saying that afterwards because, I said, hey, come on, you're the host of the show. You're here every day. Your job mm-hmm. is to run the game, help the contestants do their very best. It's like uh, the military commercials. Be all you can be. That's my job as the host. So if I'm nasty, the audience will not like that. They will think, oh, he's being a smart ass, he's being this, he's being that. We don't want him anymore, and I want them to want me.
3: Well, we want you to stay for one more segment if you oh, can. Oh, gosh. Can you? I'll have to say more words. Yes, you will. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I, I want to ask you about the Cheers episode, a few other things. Uh, were you in White Men Can't
9: Jump? Yes. Yeah.
3: You've been in a few. You've had some cameos yeah. here playing yourself, too, which... Sometimes it's very difficult
9: to do. Well, not for me because it requires very little effort on my part, <laughs> and also just a modicum of drugs. That's
3: it. That's in your writer there that you have to oh, have. Yeah. Of course, we'll continue with uh, Alex Trebek. Continuing with Alex Trebek. I don't know if you I be won't
9: be here for another twenty seconds. I'm told. No, no, because you're on a delay. Well. Shall I leave and come back in 20?
3: (laughs) Well, I'm worried about your language. That's why you're on delay. Okay. Have you ever slipped on Jeopardy with language? No.
9: But there have been occasions when in the very early days, after having taped five shows on one day and five shows the next day, we were recording promos and I was not having a good time. And so somebody got hold of the video and they put it up there. They said, you know, watch Trebek drunk cursing. Well, I wasn't drunk. <laughs> but you were but, cursing. But I was. <laughs> I was saying many bad words. We've all done that. Uh, the Cheers episode. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm still asked about that, and that was years and years ago. But the categories.
3: Uh, Paulie, give the uh, categories. Or Cliff Clavin. Yes. Yeah.
9: Cliff
7: Clavin. A mailman. Yeah, mailman. Civil servants, stamps from around the world, <laughs> mothers and sons, beer, bar trivia, and our favorite, celibacy. <laughs> <laughs> and still he
9: blew it in Final Jeopardy. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> yeah. But that was, that was a lot of fun. and it's just an indication of how Jeopardy has come to be accepted as part of Americana.: Well what about Saturday Night Live? Same thing. Did, they did, did they would you did bothered take, by?: I was not bothered at all. That's not the best uh, takeoff of me that I've ever seen though. The best one was done by SCTV. And Eugene Levy yeah. was Alex Trebell in the early <laughs> days. And then, and then I, I, I guess they said, oh, screw this. I, I mean, we all know who it is. So they've introduced him as Alex Trebek. And he had the dark hair and the dark mustache, which I had at that time. So he looked a lot more like me. And he could portray an exasperated host much better than Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is kind of cool. You know, he's it's, it's seething inside. Uh, whereas Eugene Levy was exploding outside.
1: <laughs>
9: he you- would, he, Eugene Levy's character is not the one that would say, ooh, sorry. You know, None of that.
3: Did you talk to Will Ferrell about the role when he portrayed you?
9: Well, only on his first appearance on Saturday Night Live as a regular because they had me come in and do a walk-on. And he's a, just a charming, yeah. easygoing, soft person very nice and uh, what was strange is that I had shaved my mustache the year before and uh, Lauren Michaels the executive producer still had will with a mustache and I said Lauren you, you realize I don't have the mustache anymore so they took it off for the dress rehearsal and then he had him put it back on for the show even though I was coming on at the end of that segment and people would see that I didn't have the mustache. But
3: that was like an international incident when you shaved your mustache.
9: Yeah, I don't understand that. There was a lot going on in the world. Do you have world. women who have like
3: crushes on you? Like, you know, like your uh, boy band type Jeopardy
9: groupies? Yeah, but they're in their 60s yeah, and but 70s. Still,
3: oh, it, I, did, I didn't say. That's not the point. You got women who have crushes on you? I guess. Uh, a lot of them,
9: <laughs> a lot of them want, want me to have the mustache back. And uh, we have a surprise in store for them as the new season begins. Whoa, so, whoa. I'm going to let my eyebrows grow and, <laughs> and comb them back. It'll be a, it'll be a new look. All right, Tom, um, any advice for me for uh, Sports Jeopardy? Have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously because you're not... The main focus of attention—it's the game. Have you seen the promo? That my photo? Well, I saw your photo, and in response to what you guys were wondering uh, about—photo shopping and all that stuff—they did that with his picture. That's my—that's my my body. (laughs) That's his head and my body. Yeah. They used to have Heidi Klum's head (laughs) on top of my body, but they. That didn't go over. So just have fun.
3: Don't take myself too serious.
9: So sort of what I do here. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Wait, you don't think that's going to work?
9: Well, you want to appear to be a little brighter. Oh, oh. On If Sports I get rid Jeopardy. of those
3: guys, that'll help me appear a little brighter, wouldn't it? What if I wore glasses?
9: That might do it. But getting rid of these guys might help because they put you on the spot. And in the early days of Jeopardy, viewers would come up to me. And they figured, oh, you're so smart. What about this and this? And they kept throwing things at me. Yeah. And fortunately, I was able to come up with the correct response. And after a few years, that stopped.
3: He's uh, Alex Trebek, uh, the great Alex Trebek. Thank you for stopping in, Alex. It means the world to me. And hey, this is great. passing the uh, Crayola torch here for Sports Jeopardy. That was August of uh, 2014. And I still have the uh, Crayola because he told me, he said, don't use a Sharpie. It'll make noise. It'll be picked up by your microphone. And if you do this uh, dark Crayola type uh, of pencil there, then you'll be able to, you have to X out your clues just so it's easier to find it uh, on your big, you, you have this huge piece of paper with all the clues, all the categories there. And once they go to a, a certain category, certain clue, you X it out. And that you read it, exit out, go to their answer, and then come back, and then repeat. But uh, it was very generous, and I mentioned in the first hour when I first got to Los Angeles, I was doing Sports Jeopardy, and uh, Harry Friedman, the uh, great executive producer of Jeopardy, suggested that uh, Alex and I go out to dinner. And I was getting up; uh, you know, we had to be in the studio. We were up at like four in the morning, four thirty. Got to the studio. And I said, can Alex go to dinner at five o'clock? And he he did. And we were in the restaurant by ourselves. Nobody goes to dinner at five o'clock, certainly not in L.A. And we went all the way in the back and we had the room to ourselves. And he just was we just talked because he said, you can do this. You know, I my advice is just, you know, have fun with it, as he said. Don't take yourself too seriously and uh, appreciate it. And that that was really it. And I think that that's what his mindset was every time he did it: is He didn't take himself too seriously. He had fun. He knew what he was doing. And he made it look a whole lot easier than it was. So uh, rest in peace, Alex Trebek. We're back after this. Last call for phone calls after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at fsr or stream us live on the peacock app this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge (sighs) is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is
2: all in one app with one password. Prime Video, it's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply, Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime
7: for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could.
3: Wright Thompson, one of the great writers in America, not just sports writers, but he wrote a book that's about Pappy Van Winkle, the bourbon Pappy Van Winkle. And it's really not about bourbon. It's about family. And as only Wright Thompson can do, I read this book two months ago. Wright sent me an early copy of it and can't recommend it enough. Uh, I've recommended a book a couple of years ago at Christmas time, and you put it up there on the bestseller list because you guys reacted after we had him on. Uh, Jim Gray's book is great. It's uh, talking to goats and it's uh, the greatest of all time. So it could be stories about Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Al Davis, uh, Tom Brady. There's so many different stories in here. And Jim's like the Forrest Gump of sports reporters. He's been around and been involved in a lot of things there. And, uh, I read that, got an early copy of that about a month ago. Breezed through it. Great stories in there. So Jim and Wright Thompson will join us on the program tomorrow. Final results of the poll question, McLevin.
7: Okay, hour three was, who's the favorite in the NFC? It's actually the Saints and Packers tied at one. Mm.
3: All right. If I asked this question on Friday, it probably wouldn't have been the Saints in there. The Bucks are in last place yeah. in this poll. Yeah, I know. It's week to week. That's how we do it here. Uh, Todd in Texas. Hey, Todd, what's on your mind? Best and worst of the weekend.
8: Hey, Dan. uh, 6'1", soft dad body of 270 pounds. Uh, That interview you re-aired with uh, Alex Trebek was awesome. Um, And obviously that's uh, one of the worst of the weekends. My other worst of the weekend, excuse me, is the Sun Devils. Losing in the last couple of minutes uh, at USC, um, I have two uh, bests of the weekend. One is my Raiders escaping with a victor, a victory, and two uh, here locally, Westlake High School, defending state champions, continuing to dominate. And we have a future star on our roster that started that I thought I'd let you know about. His name is Jaden Greathouse which as a sports caster, you can have a lot of fun with that name. Um, he started on our state championship team as a freshman, and as a sophomore, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. So the best way I can describe him is Randy Moss combined with Calvin Johnson.
3: Wow, that's wow. high praise. Thank you, Todd. appreciate it. Yes, McLeod. Isn't that the Drew Brees, uh, Nick Foles High School? I think so. Yeah, they, they turn him out, don't they? Uh, this ain't sports
7: history, Paulie. Got a few of them, Dan, but they're kind of old school. The first documented Canadian football game took place at the University of Toronto. 1861, Canada was doing The mm. big end zone. Okay, 1984, Larry Bird and Dr. J got into a fight during the game. That was a true brawl. Yep, They were each fined $7,500. Yeah, That's it.
3: Uh, let's see. Go around the room, what we learned on the program. Todd, I'll start with you.
4: You could have thrown two touchdowns for the Chiefs yesterday. That's how open receivers were against Carolina's defense.
3: Yes, I think I could have. Uh, McClellan. Brian Kelly has a surfboard on his ceiling. Jim Harbaugh does not. (laughs) I don't don't know why he said that. It kind of opened the door for... (sighs) Seton O'Connor. Yeah, Brian Kelly's not touching the uh, Harbaugh No, he's not. No, he's not. No, thanks. Paulie, what uh, what did you learn today?
7: I love the way Ross Tucker says MVP. The MVP! (laughs) 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 MVP! The MVP. Todd, what did I learn today?
3: Brian
9: Kelly acknowledges all the replay in college football has got to stop.
3: It does. Oh, slows the game down. Safest way to celebrate fall birthdays this year, 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, order a dozen multicolored roses plus an extra bouquet for just $29.99. That's right. You get two bouquets, $29.99. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter code PATRICK. Thanks for joining
1: us. We'll talk to you tomorrow here. Have a great day. The MVP. (laughs) At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex
3: Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through
4: Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.